You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are the Texans bouncing back this week? Who you need to grab for your fantasy football team and who should you send packing? In today's show, we bring in our NFL expert and fantasy football guru, Andy Rio. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast. Thanks for diving into Locked On Texans, your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And hey, it's that time of the week where we hear from our fantasy guru, Andy Rio. You'll also find a regular article from Andy on our website, LockedOnTexans.com. How's it going, Andy? I hope you weren't de- too depending on Deshaun or DeAndre in any of your uh, fantasy teams. As it turns out, I actually did not end up with Deshaun on any of my fantasy teams. I, I did have uh, do have DeAndre on one. He was actually my first-round pick, and that was just a bad luck weekend. I had the second-highest score of the league of the week in that league and uh, lost to the guy who had the highest score. So. <laughs> well, let's look ahead to the Titans game from a fantasy perspective. What are you expecting from the key fantasy players and we should remind everybody that as we're recording this there's still been no word for sure on Mary Oda if he'll start this but it's it's looking more and more like he's practicing it's looking more and more like he's going to play yeah I think he is probably going to play based on uh, what I've seen Um, he comes off another uninspiring outing against the Miami Dolphins when he was in the lineup Uh, But he certainly overall is a better option than Blaine Gabbard. I still like the Texans defense regardless of who's starting at quarterback. But certainly if Mariota's playing, that does help the likes of Corey Davis, promising young receiver for Tennessee. And certainly means Deion Lewis should continue to be a factor in the passing game. Uh, From the Texans' perspective, uh, I definitely think uh, we're going to see better things from Deshaun Watson this week. Uh, Definitely think Hopkins is going to produce a good game. Uh, Lamar Miller should be solid again. Uh, we'll see about Will Fuller. That's another guy whose injury status at the time we're recording this is a little uh, iffy. Seems like he will play. Um, last year when Watson and the Texans defeated Tennessee 57-14, Fuller did have two touchdowns. So uh, he's one of those guys that if you need a boom-bust guy, go ahead and put him in. If you think you have somebody safer, uh, go with him over Fuller. But uh, I think this is pretty much a week where – all of the main Texans cast can be started, and you started with confidence, I think, in terms of having decent weeks. Will the Texans win? What, what's your gut feel here? I do think the Texans are going to win this game. Um, maybe I'm just overreacting a bit, but going into the season, I uh, was not terribly impressed by Miami. I thought Tennessee would go down there and win. It obviously was a very strange game. Uh, with all the lightning delays. I mean, after all, it was a 1 p.m. Eastern start uh, in South Florida, and then it ends after the main doubleheader games are over. So very strange week, but I certainly thought Tennessee would emerge victorious in that one. Uh, The Texans certainly did not play their greatest game up in New England, but uh, when you lose to the Patriots, it's a little bit more forgivable than losing to the Dolphins. So, yeah, if I was picking this game, I would take the Texans to win it. In week one, there were three quarterbacks with 400 or more yards, seven with 300 or more yards, 15 of them with at least 250 yards. Does it feel like we could be entering a golden age for the position? Lots of young, talented guys uh, look like they're emerging from this group. 
What do you think? And does it mean anything from a fantasy perspective at this point? Well, certainly uh, you had to take notice of the day that uh, Patrick Mahomes had for Kansas City. He really lit it up against a Charger defense that went into the season as being well regarded. Of course, they're without Joey Bosa. That's a huge loss. Uh, Sam Darnold certainly uh, shook off the early interception that he threw against the Lions uh, to lead the Jets to a nice victory. And you have to remember, you know, we're getting Andrew Luck came back. Russell Wilson is in his prime, even if Seattle is not in their prime as a team right now. Uh, We could be on the verge of another golden era, but it's also important to remember that some of the old veterans are going to be hanging it up in the near future. I mean, some all-time greats like Brady and Breeze and Roethlisberger, uh, maybe not right away for any of these guys, but it's coming soon. So you'll kind of have to see the... New guys uh, blend uh, and take over kind of as the main quarterbacks as the uh, elder statesmen eventually hang it up. Certainly Watson capable of being one of the stars of the new era. Uh, As far as that goes for fantasy, I mean, it just, again, really in in more ways than not depends on the situation. Uh, Mahomes is fortunate enough to be coming into a situation where he's got an excellent supporting cast in Kansas City. He's got the electric Tyreek Hill Uh, a top-notch tight end in Travis Kelsey. And even though he kind of debuted with a dud against the Chargers, and I'm still hesitant to really bank on him as a uh, regularly startable fantasy commodity, Sammy Watkins certainly can pitch in and help out as well. Uh, You compare and contrast that with Josh Allen, who's going to be stepping into a bad situation in Buffalo with not much of a supporting cast. So some of the better quarterbacks in the league – uh, you know, their numbers are just going to kind of fluctuate a bit depending on who they've got as their supporting cast. Yeah, you say these guys are going to start to decline, uh, the Brady's and the Breeze, and it just, uh, I, I wish I saw a little bit of decline from uh, Brady this past week, but he just looks like... Well, <laughs> I mean, at some point he's going to have to hang it up, but who knows, maybe he doesn't have a precipitous decline before he decides to hang it up. Yeah, yeah. And your weekly feature for us, you have your take five. That's your top five most interesting matchups of the week. Number one this week, Minnesota at Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers against the Vikings defense should be a hell of a chess match. Andy, uh, which players are you watching in this one? Well, uh, the, the main thing we have to determine, of course, I mean, there's an outside chance, I think, that Rodgers doesn't play um, because he's mispracticed. Uh, and, you know, he's not 100 percent. I think in the end, he's going to want to be out there. I mean, this is Green Bay's main threat in the NFC North. Um, it may not be an all time day for the ages for Rodgers against that defense. But if he's playing, you got to start him. Uh, Randall Cobb was sensational against the Bears. I think he's uh, carved out uh, a niche again. He was once a top notch fantasy receiver. He's had some off years, but He may be off and running towards another great season. Devontae Adams continues to be great for the Packers. Uh, One player I mentioned in my article who may be in your league's waiver wire is Geronimo Allison. He's a third-year receiver out of Illinois. He had five receptions for 69 yards and a touchdown in the come-from-behind win over Chicago. Uh, Geronimo, with the packing order being what it is in Green Bay, I mean, he's going to be behind Adams, Cobb, And eventually, Jimmy Graham, who was one of the more disappointing players on opening uh, Sunday. But, uh, you know, that's the kind of guy that when the bye weeks uh, start to really hit later in the season, 
uh, he can step in off your bench any week and potentially put together some numbers. I mean, that, that's the kind of guys you like to have that play with good quarterbacks and are good players. Um, this is a key game in many ways for Green Bay running back Jamal Williams. It's a final game. He's going to be a workhorse uh, potentially with uh, Aaron Jones returning in week three after a suspension. Not a great matchup for Williams. Certainly he may get enough volume to be viable, but definitely not the all-time greatest matchup. Uh, pretty much everybody with Minnesota that uh, was highly regarded going into the season played reasonably well uh, in their victory over San Francisco. So there's not really anybody, I think, to watch more than anybody else on the Vikings, per se. I mean, the you know, Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph, Cook, Cousins, uh, they're all pretty good starters. I mean, Minnesota, I think, overall is going to be a very good fantasy team throughout the course of the season. Their defense uh, has to be dropped a little bit against the Packers, but they're one of those defenses that you could potentially start every week. Um, I mean, you know, and I would say you can certainly roll the dice with them uh, unless you find another streamer out there that has a better matchup. I'm going to dive into more of your take five in a second, especially a matchup that should interest Texans fans for sure. But first, uh, it's week two of the NFL season. And now that you know a little bit about the teams out there, you have an idea of what they're doing, you should check out mybookie.ag. Let me tell you, when you're betting, uh, who you're betting on, it's just as important as uh, where you're betting. And that's why I recommend mybookie.ag. Mybookie has been in the business for years. The rep is rock, rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they've got the fastest payout. Seriously, just two business days and you'll have your cash. I would also recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win and they pay. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% cash bonus or 100% bonus, I should say. Use promo code LOCKEDON and visit mybookie.ag or download the app through the App Store or Google Play. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie. All right, Andy, Texans fans will have one eye on the Jags Patriots uh, this Sunday. This was a fun AFC title game last year. Who and what are you looking for in this one? Well, the biggest question mark going into this game is running back Leonard Fournette. He left uh, Jacksonville's opening day victory over the Giants with a hamstring injury. Uh, at this point, as we're recording this, uh, it's unknown whether he will play or not on Sunday. So one of the top waiver wire targets of the week is TJ Yeldon. Yeldon's been with Jacksonville a while now. Uh, he rushed for 51 yards, caught a touchdown pass, and would serve as Jacksonville's lead runner if Fournette is unable to play. I expect Corey Grant would mix in some, but Yeldon is the guy you would want to add. Um, if Fournette doesn't play, in theory, that means uh, Blake Bortles is going to be putting it up in the air a little bit more, uh, which is not always a good thing. Uh, the young wide receivers for Jacksonville, Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook, uh, have shown promise, uh, probably worth a look in free agency uh, for stashing purposes. Uh, but this is not a terribly great matchup overall for Jacksonville. If New England uh, was able to put the clamps down on the Texans, who have more talent overall offensively than Jacksonville, then could be a problem. Might be a good spot for the New England defense. Uh, as far as the New England side of the ball, Rex Burkhead is now in the concussion protocol. 
So his status is going to need to be monitored. He had 18 carries in week one, as many Texans fans saw. Uh, If he's unable to go, James White, I think, becomes the man in the New England backfield. Uh, Certainly he's been a PPR weapon in the past, and if he's going to be the lead guy, that'll give him even more value in standard formats. It's probably not going to be the best of days for Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, but of course you're starting them. Uh, The worrying element of the New England offense last week was Chris Hogan. He was highly touted going into the season, caught just one pass for 11 yards. So he certainly can rebound from that, but it won't be easy against the Jacksonville defense. Uh, Philip Dorsett was a surprise in week one, catching seven passes for 66 yards and a touchdown. Kind of want to see a little bit more out of Dorsett before I bank on him, because after all, he was a pretty bad bust in Indianapolis. This Chiefs-Steelers game, also a bit of a big deal in the AFC. Can James Conner carve up the Chiefs' D like he did the Chargers' D? Are Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey going to show up? And who's going to stop Mahomes with all the weapons at his disposal, Andy? Well, this ought to be a fascinating game. Uh, Pittsburgh has had Kansas City's number in recent years. uh, And the Steelers uh, should have won week one. I mean, they committed so many turnovers that uh, they just put themselves in such a bind that that game of the Browns ended in a tie. Ben Roethlisberger should definitely be better this week. Uh, It's going to be hard for Connor to top his week one performance. I mean, he had 192 total yards and two touchdowns, but certainly he ought to have another good day, and he's going to remain an every week starter until something happens with Bell, which who knows what will happen with Bell. And, of course, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster Great starts. Uh, The Chargers carved up Kansas City's defense uh, last weekend, and and the Steelers can certainly do that, which means Mahomes and company will be putting in in the sky a lot more. Uh, Tyreek Hill's probably another guy that probably won't match last week's showing, but, you know, he's always capable of huge weeks. Kelsey will get back to normal. And Kareem Hunt should certainly uh, perform better as well. Yeah, usually my predictions are always kind of crappy, but – I did pick the Chiefs to to win that division over the Chargers. And, you know, after watching the first game, and it's the first game. I don't know what you make of these first games, Andy, but uh, the Chiefs did look uh, quite a bit better. I just worry about the the Chargers coaching. It just seems like, uh, you know, Andy Reid, whatever you want to say about him, uh, he he can usually get about 10 wins in, in a regular season. You don't have to worry about Andy's, at least his regular season coaching. Yeah, and and let's not uh, forget that Denver could be a factor in that division, too. Even though Case Keenum did have some turnovers in the opening day victory over Seattle, uh, the Broncos still have an excellent defense, and Keenum is still better than what they've had at the position previously. They look somewhat revitalized, and and they've got a good shot at getting out to a 2-0 start uh, with the Raiders coming to Denver this week. So I wouldn't completely rule the Broncos out of that race either. Right. I, I agree with that as well. Um, you've got two more games to watch in your take five, but I'm going to ask the listeners, they're going to have to look over at the story on LockedOnTexans.com to find out about those games and the fantasy players to watch. little tease for you guys. Andy, I love this new segment, though, you've added called Hired Fired. It's your weekly rundown of who fantasy owners need to bring onto their roster and who they might need to just send packing. Uh, who should they hire this week? Who do you think a fantasy owner should pick up? Well, speaking of the Denver Broncos, Philip Lindsay, an undrafted rookie uh, who played his college ball very close to Denver in Boulder at the University of Colorado, 
Uh, finished with 102 total yards and a touchdown against Seattle uh, in that victory for Denver. He has uh, clearly emerged as one of the top uh, waiver wire targets in the fantasy world. Uh, he actually outperformed uh, Royce Freeman, who was very heralded uh, during the preseason. So Lindsey is certainly worth a look, especially uh, with a favorable matchup against Oakland. And on the flip side for Denver, uh, Devontae Booker, who had played for the Broncos the past couple of seasons um, and was starting to lose reps to Freeman, uh, became actually a bit of a late round gamble because, you know, there was a lot of talk of it still being a, a committee there in Denver. But Lindsey and Freeman both seem to be ahead of Booker. So there's no reason to keep him around at this point. You can find other free agents out there who have more to offer. Brandon Marshall, was that that was one of your guys as well that you wanted to uh, maybe hire? And, and, and Brandon Marshall, uh, what did you think? What do you think about him? Well, I was one of the skeptics when they signed him. He looked done last year in New York, but uh, he seems revitalized up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, caught three passes for 46 yards and a score against the Broncos. And with Doug Baldwin out of action for the next couple of games, uh, there's no reason why Marshall can't continue to make an impact. I mean, it certainly helps when you're playing with a great quarterback like Russell Wilson. Yeah, he continues to do some really good things off the field as well. So uh, props to him for some of the stuff that he's doing there. We're going to ask you who should be fired this week in a second. But if you're enjoying the show, uh, I've got to tell you about two new shows on the Lockdown Network. Uh, Lockdown Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you all the latest news, waiver wires, waiver or waiver suggestions, and injury news. We've also got Lockdown Fantasy Football loaded with amazing expert guests every day. Monday, it's Tom Kessenich. Tuesday's Eric Edholm. Wednesday's Jeff Ratliff and Tyler Lechner. Subscribe to our two new Lockdown Fantasy Football shows. You won't want to miss those either. Well, we've covered the who, Andy, who, who should get hired for uh, fantasy football teams this week. But uh, who are you pink slipping? Who are you firing? Well, I want to caution right now that after week one, I don't advise making wholesale changes to your roster in most cases because patience is very important in fantasy football, more important than people realize. I mean, there are some good players that – don't start off on a fast note and some owners become impatient and get rid of them. So I am, I prefer to give it two or three weeks typically. And then if somebody continues to struggle, it's more appropriate to cut bait. So it's not like we have a lot of firings this week, but turning to the defensive side of the ball, the Detroit lions uh, gave up 48 points to the jets. Yes. They had that early pick six on Sam Darnold, uh, but their fantasy stock uh, definitely took a plummet. They have to play the 49ers, Patriots, and Green Bay in three of their next four games. So I don't see any reason in keeping Detroit around. You could keep the Saints around uh, because they're playing the Browns, but what a terrible opening week for that defense that had shown so much progress in 2017. After they play the Browns, they're going to have Atlanta, the Giants and the Redskins before their week six bye. And then after that, they have Baltimore, Minnesota, and the Rams. Uh, I, I think that's a long stretch of games where you're probably going to be looking at other defenses with more favorable matchups. So, uh, again, you could give the Saints maybe one more week, but I, I think that 
if nothing else, you need to put a note in their personnel file and, and maybe they're on their last uh, chance, I would say. Fitz magic, baby. You just can't underestimate Fitz magic. We, we saw it here in Houston. Remember that six touchdown game that he had with the Texas? You know what? Andy, I don't know if you remember this, but he said Bill O'Brien really helped him out. I mean, for all the criticism Bill O'Brien got this past weekend, uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick, when he left Houston, he said Bill O'Brien was a, a big help to his career. And, and I think his career's gotten a little bit better, you know, since he came to Houston. Uh, is, that, is that accurate to say? Is that right? Well, I I think the bottom line is this. I think Fitzpatrick has a very strong case for being the best backup quarterback in football right now. The backup, a lot of teams have bad backup situations, but certainly Tampa Bay doesn't. Right. Well, hey, uh, always fun to catch up with you, Andy. Let's do it again next week. Sounds great. Hey, if you're enjoying Locked On Texans, tell your friends. Let them know they can find us on Spotify, the Google Podcast app, and iTunes. Support us by sharing our our show links with your social media followers and take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes. We want you to be a part of the conversation. So email us, LockedOnTexans at mail.com for questions or comments. The Locked On Podcast Network just launched our college channel look for your favorite college team go to apple podcast or google podcast and follow for free the locked on network an incredible yearly pace now of 30 million downloads with nearly 100 podcasts in total you can get more texans content of course on LockedOnTexans.com. our writers like andy doing great work over there you can find out more from my usual co-host brian patterson and the work that he does at house of houston Com, Texans, Astros, and Rockets over there. If you want to hear my takes on the Rockets and Astros, listen to Houston Sports Talk, the podcast. Houston Sports Talk with my co-host, RG Seal, and some fantastic guests. This week, we talked to Taylor Travis, uh, the Aggies expert in College Station. And we also will catch up on Thursday uh, with Allison Footer, talking a little bit of Astros with her. That's all we got for Locked On Texans for this one. As always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 